Today's Locked On Giants podcast is brought to you in part by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them that Locked On sent you. are Locked On Giants, your daily New York Giants podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, New York Giant fans, and welcome to another edition of Locked On Giants, part of the Locked On Podcast family, your team every day. My name is Patricia Trena, and it is Monday, June 7th. We're into a new week, and this is a big week for New York Giants coverage. It is the mandatory minicamp. That will start on Tuesday the 8th, and it will run through the 10th. And of course, we will be covering the minicamp. I'll be at the minicamp this week. And uh, the plan is to have a practice report for you. Um, I will record that just as soon as I possibly can at the end of each, uh, each practice day. So, um, so yeah, you'll get a new show a little bit earlier each day. I'm not going to hold up the practice report um, until the next morning. So uh, you can stay on top of everything. And of course, you can also check out the practice reports that I post over on Giants Country. Also coming up on the uh, show this week, Ed Valentine, a Big Blue View is going to join me and we are going to preview that uh, that mini camp that starts on Tuesday and that show will run Later today, I'm going to release it a little bit earlier than usual. Instead of releasing it after midnight, I'll probably release it around nine o'clock on Monday night. So this way you have an opportunity to to tune in. And then one final note before I get into today's show, um, let's plan for a Twitter mailbag. Um, We're going to go to three shows a week starting next week. Since we are going into the quote unquote off season or the dead period of the NFL calendar. So let's uh, plan on a mailbag for the end of the week. And you can send those questions to locked on giants podcast at gmail.com. If you're going to tweet them to me, send them to at Patricia train, Patricia underscore trainer and tag them ask P train and mention that they are for the podcast. So I don't accidentally stick them in the mailbag that I do for giants country. All right. I'm going to kick off today's show with uh, a list of players, a list of things that I know I am interested to see in the minicamp. And I think we've got to start with Daniel Jones, quarterback Daniel Jones, who it's interesting, you know, Daniel Jones last year, there was no, um, there was no off season because of the COVID-19 pandemic. He didn't get a chance to work on the offense with his teammates other than, you know, the, the casual workouts that they were able to put together. This year, he is getting that opportunity. And, you know, now that Kadarius Tony is, is under contract, this will be the first time that I know of that Kadarius Tony will actually be on the receiving end of passes from Daniel Jones. So we'll see Kadarius Tony. We just, we'll see Kenny Galladay. John Ross should be in camp. Um, Evan Ingram will be there. Uh, I'm not anticipating seeing uh, Kyle Rudolph or Saquon Barkley. Those two guys are still rehabbing from their respective surgeries. 
But it'll be interesting to see, to get a look at how some of these receiver packages are deployed. The Giants, you know, they have Sterling Shepard also. Let's not forget about him. Um, Darius Slayton. So I'm curious to see what kind of new wrinkles the coaching staff might be experimenting with when it comes to their receiver. You know, is Sterling Shepard, for example, going to be primarily working out of the slot? And are they going to move Kadarius Toney outside? Are they going to have Kadarius Toney be more of that, you know, work from the backfield, be a, be a gadget player, or are they going to play him more in the slot? So remember, this is a time um, for, for coaching staffs to experiment with the players they have, see what works, what doesn't work. Um, usually they throw a bunch of stuff out there and then they decide what they're going to keep, what they're not going to keep. And that's what they kind of take into, into training camp. You know, they're also working on the fundamentals, obviously, but at a mandatory minicamp when you have a full range of players available to you, or mostly available to you, that is, um, it's really a good time to experiment. So I'm curious to see how those uh, receivers and tight ends and whatnot, how they're all deployed. Because right now, uh, if you're Jason Garrett, the offensive coordinator, there's any number of things you can do with this talent and how you can move pieces around and create mismatches. So that should be a lot of fun. Okay, now a lot of you are probably going to say, well, what about the offensive line? Don't forget about the offensive line. The offensive line has been present at the uh, OTAs for the, you know, the last two OTAs that were open to the media. And really, you know, with the offensive line and even the defensive line, until the pads go on, you really can't tell a whole lot of, you know, how those guys are going to fare. You can look for little things like fundamentals or if they're doing anything differently that, you know, stands out from what they were doing last year. You can obviously look at how they're being taught and how they're responding, you know, is, for example, um, you know, is Pat Flaherty, for example, working with just the guards? Is he kind of overseeing the whole thing? So little details like that you should be able to pick up um, by watching what goes on on the field, assuming, of course, that the action isn't all the way in the back corner away from the patio where the media is probably going to be situated. I got to throw that disclaimer in. So um, offensive line will hold off till training camp. That I'll be able to then I'll be able to give you a little better uh, feel for what's going on there. But going back to um, things to watch, the defensive backs should be in this camp. Now, for the most part, the majority of the Giants defensive backs have not been at the OTAs. They've all been taking part in a workout down in Florida that was organized and led by Logan Ryan. They will all be in camp um, for this, you know, three-day mini camp that's coming up. So with the addition of, you know, Rodarius Williams and Aaron Robinson and uh, Adore Jackson, how are these guys going to be deployed? You know, what about the safeties? You know, you got Jabril Peppers, obviously, Julian Love. Um, you've got Ryan, as I mentioned, Xavier McKinney. So how's everybody going to be deployed? What kind of packages are they going to show? And hopefully, you know, we will get an opportunity to see some of those packages or some of those ideas that maybe defensive coordinator Patrick Graham has cooked up in his lab. And um, along those lines, how they're going to deploy the pass rushers, because that's another area that they beefed up, adding Ellerson Smith, Ifedi, Odenabo, um, you know, adding Aziz Ojulari, having Lorenzo Carter back, getting O'Shane Zimenez back from injury. So just a lot of different 
um, scenarios, a lot of different combinations that they could potentially run. And it's always interesting to see how that all shakes out. And again, I'm really hoping that the Giants, when they do their workout, that they do it on a field closest to the patio. I know in the past, they don't always do that, but they've got to rotate. They can't always be on one field because of the wear and tear on the field. So maybe we should Maybe we'll be able to pick that up and uh, see what they bring to the table in that regard. Okay, what else am I looking forward to seeing? I want to see Evan Ingram. Now, Evan Ingram in the two OTAs open to the media was doing a better job with catching passes, according to you know what everybody was saying. Um, I want to see how he's being deployed. And that kind of goes with what I was saying before with the uh, with the receivers and tight ends and whatnot. But the thing with Evan Ingram is I've always believed that they just haven't gotten the most out of him because of what they've asked him to do. For example, they asked him to run a lot of short, wide stick routes last year, and that was not a strength of his, nor was it a strength to ask this guy to come back for the ball. I mean, that just... Ingram struggled with that. So what I want to see is, are they asking him to run more uh, routes up a seam? Are they splitting him out and having him run and matching him up against a linebacker or a defensive back? You know, how they deploy Ingram is going to be key. And I'm really hoping that he puts it all together. I've said this before on the show. I like Evan. He's a good kid, works his tail off. It's just a darn shame that, you know, he struggled with injuries, that he struggled to put it all together. I do not believe it's all his fault that it hasn't come together yet, but uh, I'd really like to see him put it all together and just be that talent that everybody thought he could be when he was drafted 23rd overall back in 2017. And uh, I'm keeping my fingers crossed for him. I really am. All right, Giant fans, in just a moment, I'm going to turn the page and I'm going to talk about rookie expectations for 2021. Yes, I'm going to attempt to come up with some statistics. I know it's not something I usually like to do, but why not? I'm going to give it a shot. I figure, you know, look, we're going into the quiet period. Um, probably, hopefully won't be a lot of news to talk about. So why not have some fun, right? It's, it's summertime. Um, you know, let's have some fun with it. Before I get to that though, first, I want to tell you about bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action, get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC MMA action. Head on over to bet online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Use our special code Locked On to sign up for an account and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's code Locked On at BetOnline, your sportsbook experts. All right, Giant fans, let us turn the page. And uh, in this segment, we're going to talk rookie expectations, predictions, Um I gave this some thought, you know, I was doodling the other day while I was eating my breakfast and I was looking at some college stats to, of the uh, the giant draft picks. And look, I just a disclaimer for this part. 
the stats are actually going to vary because, you know, there's going to be times when they're going to have to throw the ball more than run it and vice versa. There's going to be injuries involved. And it's just, it's hard to predict the stats right down to the the last yard, the last carry and so forth. But I'm going to try and give you a range for, for some of the key rookies in this draft class. And, you know, we'll see how close I come. You know, it, it it's, you know, Take it for what it's worth. It's inter- entertainment, I guess. Let's start off with Kadarius Tony. Now, Kadarius Tony is a player. I think the Giants are going to use every single aspect of his talent. And by that, I mean not just as a receiver, but I think they're going to use him in the running game. And I think they're going to use him as a passer on some gadget plays. I, I could see that certainly being in the cards. Now, I don't know just yet where he's going to line up as a receiver, but I'm going to say he's probably going to see about 80 to 85 pass targets. And if he comes up with 60 to 65 of them, that would be pretty good. I'm going to say about, let's say 60 uh, receptions out of 85 pass targets, 650 yards and six touchdowns. How's that sound for, for receiving? And then for rushing, let's say... Um, I'm going to go on the low side here because, and I'll tell you why in just a moment, but let me just give you the numbers. I'm going to go with 14 rushes, 125 yards, one rushing touchdown. But that said, I could see a possibility where if Saquon Barkley is limited in the beginning, which I still say is going to be the case, yes, the Giants are going to feature Devonta Booker a little bit more often, but you know maybe they work. Tony in there, you know, on some jet sweeps and end arounds and whatnot um, to get him some carries just to kind of mix it up a little bit. So I could see Tony getting, you know, a handful of of, uh, rushing attempts early on. And then as Saquon comes back and and gets stronger and and further away from that ACL tear, um, maybe you see a little less, a little less from Tony as a as a runner. Certainly, you don't want to send him up the middle, where you know he could potentially be squished. Um, you want to send him on end arounds and jet sweeps, and you know just kind of get him against the defensive back, where hopefully he doesn't get crushed too badly. Um, and I also think the Giants are going to try about let's say about two or three pass attempts from Tony. I know they, they generally don't like to go back to the well too often, but you know, I could see Tony attempting a couple of passes, you know, kind of like how Odell used to, and then golden Tate after him, you know, take advantage of the fact that Tony was a quarterback, you know, and you know that that's coming. So I could see him throwing for, for uh, about two or three pass attempts, you know, I don't know necessarily who it's going to be to, so I don't want to guess how many completions he'll have. I, I got to think he'll have at least one. I mean, the kid was a really good athlete when he was in high school. And, he, and from all accounts, he was a pretty good quarterback, too. And uh, if you missed, by the way, my story on Giants Country about Kadarius Toney, um, I interviewed David Morris of Quarterback Country. And uh, David actually trained Kadarius Toney back when he was in high school, and he was a quarterback. So... Check that out. That's on Giants Country. So anyway, those are my stat predictions for Kadarius Tony. 
And, oh, by the way, I should mention, I don't see him playing all 17 games. I just have a gut feeling that somewhere along the line, he's going to get banged up and he's going to have to miss a game. Hopefully it won't be too bad and hopefully I'll be wrong. I mean, I'd love to see the kid play all 17 games, but uh, I, I I don't know. I, I, I think that's just wishful thinking on my part. So, all right, let's go now to defensive end or outside linebacker Aziz Ojulari. Now, this is a player I absolutely love. I think he is going to be like the shining star of this draft class because you're looking at a guy who I think will be the starter opposite of Lorenzo Carter when it is opening day, when opening day rolls around. Ojulari is an every down outside linebacker, so they're not going to have to take him off the field nor should they take him off the field um, very often. Uh, so I think he's going to be a part of not just the base defense, but also of a lot of the sub packages that they will run. And I do expect, by the way, you know, Ellerson Smith, um, O'Shane Zimenez, and if he makes the roster, Ryan Anderson, I expect those guys uh, to, to be, you know, part of the pass rush. And of course, let's not forget about Ifedi Odenabo. I think he'll be part of it too. You're, so you're going to see like NASCAR packages and just a bunch of pass rushers coming after the quarterback. But those are sub packages. But anyway, stats for Ojulari. I think this kid will play all 17 games. Um, I have him down for 50 total tackles, 10 tackles for a loss. Um, I'm going to say two forced fumbles. And if they can get seven sacks out of him, I know that's a little on the high side, but I don't think it's necessarily out of the question. I'm going to say seven sacks. And I think that would be a pretty good rookie season if he can reach, you know, that number. You know, the whole thing about the second round draft pick is, um, you know, especially for edge rushers is you want to get them, to where they have at least six sacks. Um, and that's generally considered a successful year. Seven sacks might be a little ambitious, but I think he can pull it off. I really do. So I'm very excited to see what that young man brings. And I'm also excited to see, you know, how the Giants deploy him. You know, is he going to strictly be standing up? Is he going to put his hand in the dirt? Um, are they going to, you know, run him on stunts? Are they going to play him inside the box a few times? I mean, I think there's any number of things that defensive coordinator Patrick Graham can do. And, you know, that's all exciting stuff to see that unfold. All right. Aaron Robinson is up next. Now, this is an interesting player because, you know, he was a slot cornerback in college, but he's got the size to play that hybrid safety type of role that Jabril Peppers currently plays. And you kind of wonder, given that the Giants haven't done anything with Jabril Peppers' contract yet, you wonder if maybe down the line, the Giants might be thinking of phasing out Peppers and, and replacing him with Aaron Robinson. I don't know that to be the plan, it's just something that I thought of because I was quite frankly surprised that the Giants didn't extend Jabril Peppers this offseason to give themselves even more salary cap space. And some of you might say, well, you know, they can wait till next year to do it. Yeah, they can and, you know, have a lower number, obviously, but um, they need the, the space now and you can carry the space over to next year. So, 
you know, I, I'm just surprised they didn't maybe tack on an extension where he plays at, at, at a lower number here. And, you know, they could have gotten that number down and just made this work. But anyway, I'm getting off the po- off the track a little bit here. So I think Robinson, we're going to see a lot of him. And not necessarily all as the nickelback. I think you'll see him split time with Jackson and Darnay Holmes um, and that nickelback role. I don't think, you know, the Giants nickelback position is going to be exclusively held by one player as it was last year, that being Darnay Holmes. So you're going to see, my this is my guess, you're going to see Patrick Graham rotate those guys around. So I can see Aaron Robinson put up a season that includes two sacks, 30 tackles, seven pass breakups, um, and an interception. And again, I just wonder how much of he's going to spend splitting time with with Jabril Peppers in that that pseudo linebacker safety type of role that Peppers played for them last year. And you wonder, again, is that maybe a precursor of what's to come? Because look, if, if Aaron Robinson shows that he can handle that type of role, maybe the Giants look to move Jabril Peppers at the trade deadline. It's a possibility. I mean, you can't rule anything out. Do I want to see Jabril Peppers traded? Absolutely not. I happen to think he, you know, I, I like him as a player. I like what he brings to the to the uh, defense. And as I've said many times before, the Giants finally have three solid safeties, something that they haven't had in a long, long time, not since 2011 when they had Deion Grant, Kenny Phillips, and Antrell Roll. But just because Aaron Robinson had one specific role in college doesn't mean that the coaching staff is going to take that role and say, okay, that's what you're going to do exclusively at the pro level. No, they want to find out everything that a player can potentially do well. And there's going to be some experimenting going on. So I'm curious to see if they do play Aaron Robinson in that pseudo linebacker safety type of role that you see Jabril Peppers or what that you saw Jabril Peppers play last year. So that should be um, something to watch as we get closer to training camp. All right, we got three more draft picks to talk about, which we'll do in just a moment. But first, folks, make sure you check out BuiltBar.com. Eating a delicious Built Bar is like eating a candy bar minus the guilt, as most of their milk chocolate-covered bars have about 17 grams of protein, roughly 130 calories, and only 4 grams of sugar. And right now, they have a limited-time edition chocolate mint grasshopper flavor, which is really good, folks. Really recommend you try it out if you're looking for a tasty, satisfying, low-carb, low-sugar treat. Check out that particular flavor. It's one of my favorites. And when you visit BuiltBar.com and place your order, you can save 15% off when you use our promo code LOCKED15. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 for 15% off your order at BuiltBar.com. Hey, Giant fans, before we get to the rest of our segment on today's podcast, let me take a moment to tell you about rockauto.com, a family-owned business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. rockauto.com offers an extensive selection of auto and body parts for dozens of auto manufacturers, makes, and models, all at competitive prices. Get what you need for your car or truck delivered straight to your door from rockauto.com's extensive and easily searchable catalog. And be sure to write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box. 
So this way they know that we sent you rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. That's rockauto.com. All right, folks, we've got three more draft picks to talk about. That includes Ellerson Smith, the fourth rounder, and the two six-round picks, Gary Brightwell and Rodarius Williams. So let's start with Ellerson Smith, the edge rusher, kid who played with his hand in the dirt a lot at Northern Iowa. I think he's going to do a lot of that as well here with the Giants. Um, you may see him stand up some too, but I think he's going to... to maybe be that type of kid that they try and play him inside sort of like how you know the Giants used to do with Justin Tuck when they moved him inside but anyway um, Ellerson Smith is a kid I don't think we're going to see a whole lot of I think you're going to see him in certain situations Um, my guess is uh, I could see him playing in, in at least half the games but as far as his stats go I'm gonna be really, really conservative with his stat prediction here. 20 total tackles, two tackles for a loss. I'm going to say three and a half sacks and let's say about 10 pressures. That's how limited I think he's going to be. I think you're going to see um, Lorenzo Carter. You're going to see Ojulari, as I said. Um, Odenabo, he's going to be part of that pass rush package. Zimenez is going to be part of that pass rush, pass rush package. Um, you know, I, I'm sure if there's a way to get all those guys on the field at once, Patrick Graham will figure it out. That said, I, I think if you're going to quote unquote sacrifice one of them, Ellerson Smith is going to be the guy who you'll see here and there because he's still kind of raw. You got to remember he's coming um, from Northern Iowa, good school. And he had Bryce pop, the former um, pro bowler, NFL pro bowler as his position coach. But, but still, you know, I, I think the time for Ellerson Smith to really have the big stat numbers is not this year. It's going to be next year. So I'm keeping my, my um, predictions for him rather on the, conservative side because I just don't think he's ready to for that big breakout year. I think they're going to go with the guys they have that have a little bit more experience and kind of work those guys into the mix a little bit more often. All right, let's switch over now to Gary Brightwell, the running back, who quite frankly, um, you know, in listening to head coach Joe Judge talk about him, Gary Brightwell sounds like he's going to be more of a special teamer. And I got to be honest with you, folks. I don't even think that Gary Brightwell, I mean, I'm going to be surprised if he's even active on game day. And I'll tell you why. If the Giants have Saquon coming back, um, Corey Clement, I think, will make the roster. You know, Devonta Booker should, you know, will be the the backup um, to to, uh, Saquon Barkley. And then I mentioned before that if they need an occasional, you know, trick gadget type of play, they could always go to Kadarius Toney. So, I wonder if Gary Brightwell's even going to make the roster. I, you know, I, I don't have him making the roster. I'm going to be honest with you. And, you know, I hate to say that about the kid because, you know, give him a chance, obviously, to compete, but the numbers don't really favor him. So I think Gary Brightwell is going to be more, more in line for a practice squad spot. So as such, I didn't really put together any numbers for him as a running back because even if he does, uh, get on the field or d- does make the 53-man roster, 
his past protection needs to come up to snuff. And I think he also needs to work a little bit more, you know, with, with um, his, his running and his catching the ball out of the backfield. It's just his game needs a lot more um, refinement, if you will. So I don't see him really being a contributor on offense, at least not as a rookie. I think practice squad is in this young man's future. And then if there are injuries, then you'll see him get called up. And even there, I I can't see him posting any kind of significant numbers to to really talk about. So that's my guest, Gary Brightwell. Sorry, Gary Brightwell fans, but uh, you look at the the roster numbers and that's how I see kind of shaking out. So, all right. Now for Rodarius Williams, cornerback, kind of the same thing. Um, I don't see him getting on the field a whole lot. Uh, Right now, if you look at the Giants cornerback situation, they have James Bradbury and and Adore Jackson, who will be their starters. Um, Aaron Robinson and Darnay Holmes, as I mentioned before, will probably work within the slot. Um, Isaac Yadam is returning. Um, so was Madre Harper, who I don't think Madre Harper is going to make the roster, but you know, the Giants like to keep these guys around. If they don't make the roster, they go to the practice squad, which by the way, the practice squad rules are going to be the same as they were last year. So extended, uh, pa- practice squad rules. And by the way, IR rules are going to be the same as last year as well, meaning that a guy can come back after three weeks as opposed to six weeks. And uh, unlimited guys can come back from IR. There's no uh, limit of three like was originally the plan. All right. But getting back to Rodarius Williams, um, this is a guy that I think is going to be in the future. You, you know, I think his competition is going to be Yadam. And Harper, those are the two that come to mind. Theoretically, he should be able to beat out Yadam. Yadam was up and down last year. You know, at one point, I thought Yadam might be the answer. But the more Yadam was exposed in zone coverage, which really wasn't his strength to begin with. And that's a big reason why I think Denver traded him to the Giants when, you know, they switched from a more of a man press to a zone type of defensive uh, coverage scheme. Um, Yadam just, I, I don't know, he was he was all over the map. And especially down the line, you know, when he got benched uh, for Ryan Lewis, who's no longer, you know, no longer on the roster. And then Ryan Lewis got hurt and they brought back Yadam and he kind of finished out the season because they really didn't have anybody else. And, you know, at the very end there, they tried Julian Love at cornerback, and and Julian did pretty well. I'm I'm just I'm really surprised the Giants automatically went right to to, to safety with Julian Love. I mean, the the obvious reason is because maybe he doesn't have the speed that you want at the NFL level. So that's that's probably why they changed him changed him to a sa- uh, a safety. But Rodarius Williams. Um, I don't know that there's going to be room for him on the roster. So let's let's just talk this through. So you got Bradbury, Adoree Jackson, Darnay Holmes, Robinson, and then maybe you've got uh, maybe you'll have room for one of one more guy at cornerback. But remember, Logan Ryan can play cornerback, Julian Love can play cornerback in a pinch. So do you maybe go with four corners? Up your safeties, you know, and, and now you have, you know, Logan Ryan, Jabril Peppers, Xavier McKinney, um, you know, 
and do you maybe uh, use that roster spot for another position? So Williams is a guy, I, I think if he plays and he makes the 53-man roster, we won't see him until maybe halfway through the season. Um, so I'm going to predict six games for him. Um, very limited. And, and I think, you know, where they'll use him is primarily in run support because that's where his the strength of his game is right now. I think they're going to try and limit his exposure in coverage because um, I could see a scenario where quarterbacks will just go right after him in coverage. And I don't think the Giants are going to want to expose him too soon, not until they, they get him coached up and comfortable with the pace and the speed and what he's doing out there. So I just think, you know, the, the two six-round draft picks, I don't want to call them projects, but I, I'm not expecting a lot from them from a statistical perspective, at least not right off the bat. Down the line, perhaps, but, you know, not not right away. And, you know, they'll compete, and I think they will be with the team in one way or another, whether it be practice squad, like I said, or, you know, if they make the 53-man roster, then maybe they're game day inactive, which is certainly a possibility. But, uh, you know, they didn't take these guys just to th- toss them away. So I'm curious to see what they bring to the table. All right, Giant fans, that is going to do it for this edition of the Locked on Giants podcast. Don't forget, tomorrow we will have Ed Valentine, a big blue view on the show. And Ed and I will be diving a little deeper into the upcoming mini camp preview, what we anticipate, what our expectations are, battles. We'll, we'll cover it all from A to Z as best as we can. Always good to ch- catch up with Eddie and For those of you who don't know, Ed and I actually used to be partners on this podcast until he left me and went and did his own podcast. But uh, it's nice to catch up with him every so often. Folks, before I say goodbye, make sure you check out the Locked On Today podcast, which is all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes, hosted by Peter Bukowski. And you can find it on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, folks, until tomorrow, have a great one and we'll talk soon.